Kia ora Wellington, you are listening to B-Side Stories on Wellington Access Radio, 106.1 FM, this is Perrine. And today we're doing kind of a different tack from our usual B-Side Stories, we're going to talk about sports. <laughs> Woohoo! Um, we have an enthusiastic sports player with us in the um, out of studio studio today. Welcome to Hannah Wignall. Hello, thanks for having me. So Hannah, you are a Wellington footballer, you're an enthusiastic player in the Seatoon Women's Central League and the Women's Rep on the board. Yep, um, that's that's perfect, I've been there for four <laughs> years. Okay, um, we'll hear a bit more about what all that means in a minute, but um, yeah, the kind of the reason that we got on to talking about like, oh, we should have you on the radio and talk about women's football in Wellington, Aotearoa, the world, is because there's a big event coming up. Yeah, it's <laughs> um, it's going to be huge. Um, the FIFA Women's World Cup is coming to New Zealand and Australia in July and August, um, and it's going to bring a lot of uh, fans, particularly American fans, um, so yeah, you'll see a lot more Americans on the street, uh, which is... <laughs> Good and bad. No. <laughs> all right, we can, we're can. we going to hear all about why it's such a big deal soon. But of course, we need to start at like, you know, back in the day of when you first strapped on your boots and fell in love with the game. So what can you tell us? Ah, good. Um, yeah. When I first strapped on my boots. I love that. Um, I grew up in Manchester in England. And so football was the sport. Um, and, but at school there wasn't a lot for girls, like really not a lot. Uh, there was a couple of five-a-side teams. Um, and so I participated in that and my dad took me to the park, but, um, I wasn't, I would not have considered myself a football player. And I even got the nickname Two Left Feet from all the English (laughs) girls, which um, is funny now, but maybe it's something that spurred me. Um, When I actually moved to Wellington when I was 14, that's when I started playing football. Um, And I joined the high school team. Um, And I thought, I thought it was wonderful. I got to run around and chase a ball, um, which for a hyper hyper 14 year old was (laughs) amazing um and I think the Wellington coach or the coach at the the school was um I think they were excited to have a kid from Manchester on the team but they didn't know about my nickname (laughs) and at the time I don't think I was very good right um yeah, I, I had a, a rocky rocky start to playing football. I, I played in the top team to start with and then they dropped me, mm. which was, um, yeah, for a 15-year-old uh, was hard to take. Um, I could tell you the uh, what I did when I found out I was dropped, but it resulted in me getting suspended. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so I won't. Yeah. Um, but it was really good actually for me because I um, – I, I went down to the second team and I was the captain and I got to kind of, yeah, like fill my boots with lots of, lots of other skills. And, uh, I got to play, um, a good level and, um, and also kind of bring the team together and bring it along. So, um, it was, yeah, it wasn't a bad thing. Um, yeah. it wasn't a bad thing to get dropped. 
It sounds like it was already part of your very core identity at that stage then. Yeah. Football was something that was very much on my radar, whether I played it or not. Yeah. And and I think I, I just loved it. I loved the it was a team sport. I loved that you had 16 friends um, <laughs> for the most part. I loved that you were like focused on something um, and that you used your body. I loved it. Mm. Yeah. And so from there, you, you played all through high school? I did, yes. Um, as a 16-year-old, I had a very brief uh, well, a, a season in the Wellington team, um, which was was really cool um, and pretty amateur at the time, um, but pretty cool. Um, uh, and then, yeah, I played, um, started playing women's football at about 17, 18 and um, have played at a few different clubs in Wellington and overseas. Um, and yeah, 10 years later, so from when I was 16 to 26, I I then joined the Wellington, I got into the Wellington team again. Um, so I've had two stints 10 years mm. apart in that team, which is quite funny, but also, um, you know, shows people peak at different, yeah. <laughs> at different times. <laughs> and some people get double peak or maybe there's another time Ooh, coming. Thir- 36. <laughs> Even Two I'm... years away. <laughs> Two years away. Imagine. Um, what position do you play? I play mm, preferably on the right wing. So that what that is means is I'm a, an attacker. Um, my ho- whole focus is trying to get goals um, or like assist. Um, and it's a lot of sprinting. So if you imagine the, the football pitch is a big rectangle, I'm basically sprinting down one side of it, back and forward, back and forward. Um, very tiring. Oh. Mm, it sounds it. How? What do you um, eat and drink to <laughs> power you along? Great question. Um, not enough. Um, my current coach would, yeah, absolutely say not enough. Um, water is a massive one when you're playing on. Um, yeah, when you're playing a full ninety minutes, um, it, you almost can't get enough water in the day on that day. Yeah. Um, lot of well, I'm vegetarian um so I have a chunk of protein bars that I um stash away I have a lot of eggs um and carbs 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 it's actually amazing because because I run around so much I can eat what I like and it's yeah off in the off season um football off season when I'm not playing uh I like notice I'm like oh Got to, <laughs> got to balance. I'm not. Yeah, I can't Hates eat as getting much. Getting tighter. It's like when you go on a big hike, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. Anyway, so I love being able to eat what I like. Um, and have you played that position your whole career, or have you switched it up a bit? Um, depending on the team and how the how competitive the team is. Um, you might get like put in one position and have one job and be really focused and yeah. um, maybe quite targeted. Or, um, uh, yeah, if the team is in needing a bit more structure and support, I've definitely uh, jumped around. Yep. Yeah. Let's get into club football. Yep. And this is a world I don't know much about. <laughs> so you can... Um, 
Yeah, tell us how. Tell us about your club and how it works. How people. Yeah, um, I guess it's a charity. Um, so it's registered. It operates nonprofit. It anything that's kind of surplus in a year, if there is, then it's held um, and used to kind of better the club or support players. Um, it's been around since 1909. Um, which yeah is a very long time um and as you can imagine it was pretty it's football has been a pretty male dominated space uh, particularly in New Zealand um uh for most of that time I think the first women's team at Seatoon was in 1975 um and that's common for a lot of clubs across um across New Zealand um I could talk about the English football history as well but there was a time you know around the war and the turn of the century where women's sport was huge and women's football was huge and they were getting crowds and crowds and crowds of people and um when um the war the the war ended um women were kind of almost socialized back into Mm. domestic life and um and back into kind of some expectation of uh what a woman should be doing um and so it really dropped off and the football bodies um footballing bodies really controlled that and it was life I can just say yuck yeah (laughs) um and you know um so there's a lot of work on been done over the last 50 plus years in England I'm picking that and my god it's amazing um they're getting 90,000 people to games um and I can't even fathom it like I can't wait for the world cup yeah and to be at one of those games because to you know within the last 10 years that has it's been exponential and almost feels unbelievable to me who has been watching it and absorbing football for so long um yeah, so in New Zealand, it's, it's, it's you know, we've been influenced by England, but it's, um, we've been influenced, but it's been a, been on its own path. And I, I would say women's football participation has been increasing since the 70s um, in New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. And so Seatoon's had a women's team and other, there are, so there are a number of other clubs around Wellington too, and they'll have all had women's teams to start at certain times and probably have different um, focus on that. Would that be right? Yep. Um, how do you decide which is like the club for you? I think that is such a good question. Um, yeah. I oof. So some players will be like, I want to go to the club that's winning all the time. And so you have a little, you do some research and you have a little look. Um, uh some people will go where they know someone and I think a lot of it is word of mouth um and some people it's really luck of the draw especially if you're like coming in from overseas and it's actually not quite clear where to go to have a look um there's a federation in Wellington called Capital Football um and they kind of support all the clubs and you know they manage the league the leagues and um and help with player development and referees and all of that and so they have all the information on their website 
um, on the different leagues, but you don't know what a club's like. You don't mm. know the feel. It, it's 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 a when it is a charity space um, and it is a kind of community space. It is quite hard to know what's happening. I I picked Seatoon. I I came back from overseas and I picked Seatoon because um, I had a lot of friends there um, and I knew we were around the same age. We we could play good football and and have a laugh. Like we're not professionals. Um, we want to compete and we want it to be serious. Um, but for social, for social players, um, I think it's where your friends are. If you're feeling brave, you might try a new club, but that's, I would say quite rare. And for someone that loves football, as opposed to like there being a really easy way for someone to give it a go. Mm. It's, it's a bit of an unknown for a lot of people. Yeah. So, you know, if we could move into the gossipy start Go stage it. of the <laughs> discussion now. You've been really patient with me. <laughs> <laughs> what, are, what are the different clubs around famous for? And, you know, do you have kind of yeah. rivalries, reputations, <laughs> big names, people you uh, want to, or teams you want to crush? Love that. Um, okay, I've got to be careful. I'm actually going to a meeting with a lot of the clubs there tonight. Um, okay, okay, let's have a think. Um, well, Seatoon's known for being a jammy team, like a very gritty, hard to beat team. We're mm. not the we're not the best. We're not the most disciplined. But you come to Seatoon Park and you're going to get a fight on your hands. Um, so that is, I would say, what we're known for. Um, uh, rivals um, I would say there's a healthy and building rivalry between Seatoon and Miramar if you imagine a local derby where it's there's two teams in one area yeah um, and I think that that you know that's actually quite fun to yeah. have that um, all right this is our both of our turfs and who's on top today yeah um, and who's on top tomorrow um, so that's exciting um, Wellington United is a club that is known for winning um, okay. and they've got a really good youth development um, program there and so a lot of younger players would go there right where are they based uh, Newtown Park is where them their home ground is um, there I, I used to play um when i was a bit younger um there um and yeah it's um they've got a really good youth development um squad but again they they hate coming to see toon park <laughs> um the island bay has a has a really good party party vibe okay um they often have um big parties out of their club rooms um and it's off it's their home ground is at Wakefield Park uh, as you're going towards Island Bay and it's a bit of a hub where everyone plays there so it's it's their home pitch but any team plays there every weekend and it's yeah it's always a good feel down there um mm. hoo, 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 hoo. um usually the hut teams are known for being a bit tougher yeah okay um more gritty you okay. know you're going to get a fight on your hands um uh, is there any team that's known for getting a lot of red cards? Kind of <laughs> Probably your team, <laughs> your club. Has happened, really, really. Um, yeah, I. Um, oh, yeah, uh, I'll have a think. If I if I think <laughs> of some more uh, club club drama, I'll uh, I'll bring it up. Yeah. Well, I think as well as, you know, us all enjoying the gossip, that would probably be quite helpful for people who are like, ooh, I want to check out a club, but 
I don't know which one. Yeah, that that's a good point. And I have like mostly been talking about competitive spaces um, when I give the personalities. So yeah. um, Island Bay is a great uh, social club. Every team has um, every team has so, uh, every club has social teams. Sorry, um, and Seatoon has really built that over the last um, four years um, to the point that there's sixty women that now play at the club at over three teams who are I would say all friends um, yeah. or yeah, it's it's a really nice environment there and. Um, yeah, you should see the group chat. It's quite funny. It's quite funny. <laughs> yeah. And so you founded the Seatoon Seagulls? Which is the social team. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Seagulls. Um, yeah, about three years ago. They are an awesome bunch of women, non-binary, trans women people. It's, um, yeah, it, we use the word woman in sport because it's old school but it is actually incredibly inclusive space um and um yeah as a club we really um yeah we really try to make that a reality yeah um yeah and so the team is actually uh wonderful they started three years ago um it started with a, a coffee with someone and I said oh, I would really like to build the the woman's space at Seatoon. I'd like it to feel good and safe and fun. And um, and I said to my one one friend, I said, are you in? Would you play <laughs> if I started it? And she goes, okay. And that's all I needed. And so then from there, we started to build out and ask. And, um, and I, in our first season, half the people had never played before. Um, and one person had never played a team sport before. Wow. And they're still in the Seagulls. <laughs> and on the yeah. weekend, they got two goals. Yeah. That is wonderful. Uh, yeah, it's it's cute, and I think, yeah, one of the things I um, one of the things I heard a lot from people was that it's like super hard to make friends as you get older. Um, you know, our circles get smaller, and um, I think the most important thing is that people are hanging out with their mates, and yeah, cool, they're doing exercise together. Um, but they're also hanging out, having beers um, on the weekends and doing quiz nights together and chatting. And again, the group chat, it's fun. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, you've got people around you that you like, then you're doing it in a really nice, uh, like wholesome way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I ha- So it sounds like you have done a lot to um, promote kind of a better football culture and more inclusive and um, do you have any particular aims that you want to talk about beyond what you've already said? For the club or for football in general? In or? general. <laughs> um, I think, um, well, one of the things that is really important is like equal recognition and equal funding. Um, and Seatoon has done that. Um, so the men's and women's side have equal funding this year and it's I I think if you went around and asked the clubs yeah most clubs would not um be able to kind of either demonstrate that or or be doing it and so it um it warms my heart that the board has kind of accepted me and the challenge and the and backed me um to do that um so I 
I would hope that I, across Wellington that there is, and and with the Women's World Cup coming here, and there'll be a lot of political conversations around equity and sport and funding. Um, that um, that more clubs start to think about it as um a default and a baseline as opposed to something that they have to do because regulations are coming through or whatever mm. um yeah i'd like to put that challenge to um to the clubs actually yeah is this a space i can challenge people <laughs> go for it <laughs> yeah um i just uh, i i would like to see sus- yeah sustainable support for um for women's football as well um and i think there's a lot of pressure on little clubs to kind of find funding and uh and provide a safe space but actually if you don't have in bigger institutions or federations backing you and telling you what good looks like and you know and and supporting you then it's just going to rely on a few volunteers and clubs will come and go and teams will come and go but it won't be sustainable and it won't it, there won't be that buzz and that community and that thing that just feeds itself um, because everyone's kind of getting drained because they're all volunteers and mm. and I think I think there's something to be d- yeah I'd like to think more about that and how how you can create that kind of positive feedback loop where you're getting nourished and playing and supporting and um, yeah yeah. Mm. Shall we talk about the uh, World Cup then? Women's yeah. World Cup? Yeah, definitely. How, how long have you been following the World Cup for? Well, I so again, like I said earlier, in the last 10 years is when there's been a like an exponential interest in women's football. Um, and... And so I would say I've ramped up as it's ramped up, which, you know, is appropriate and cliche. (laughs) Um, But uh, I follow the England women's team, um, loosely the US, um, and of course the football ferns, the New Zealand women's team, um, will generally speaking watch all of their games. And so there's a lot of build-up play and excitement and stories uh, as we're kind of build up to a world cup which is every four years um and so just being um yeah soaking that in and um yeah it's gonna be cool it's gonna be really cool um and yeah we talked a bit about gender equity locally Mm. Mm. but that's changing in fifa and they're kind of moving slowly but towards greater recognition of the women's teams Yep. And more funding there. Yep. Slowly. Yeah. And not without fighting. But yes, slowly. Um, each country has its own like, agreement with players and its own things that they need to sort out. But um, the FIFA is, you know, w- when they run the tournament, they're moving. Yeah. I'd say slowly. There's still um, a lot of inequities that exist between the men's and women's games. Um you um, pointed me towards uh, Kim Hill and Sarah Gregorius um, interview and, um, you know, on the surface it's like, look at all these footballers getting this indulgent treatment. It's just a sport. Um, but pe- there is huge interest in it and that these people are treated like rock stars and, and it's because they live a dream 
for someone else. It's because mm. they provide entertainment. Um, and so as long as there is interest in them um, and it is a positive influence on society, then we should be supporting it. And if you're going to pay and give one group certain conditions, then you need to do the same for the other because the only difference is um, their um, their gender. Um, and so um, Sarah gave some really good examples of um, of the differences and 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 why maybe some of the expenses are so high for players and and safety being one of them because it's, a, it's the most popular sport in the world mm. and people. Um, this is a, a really kind of cliche lame quote, but there's a guy that is like football is. Uh, people say football is life and death, uh, and I'd say it's a lot more serious than mm. that. <laughs> and it, you know, I'm quoting an old guy, but yeah, yeah, um, which I will write in the notes <laughs> to this. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, can you tell us about? your favorite players and what it is about their style that you like yes yes well you could just pick one favorite player yeah um when I was growing up I was obsessed with David Beckham I had a poster of him on my wall Uh, there's a picture of me leaving England on a futon mattress with nothing else in my room but a (laughs) David Beckham poster I, I you can tell I'm crying in the picture yeah um I mean it's sad to leave England but that was my I guess that was my scene right um he was an amazing player um he was a winger oh right midfield um the best crosses um the best free kicks and he also was a bit of a uh well huge fashion personality and people people ripped him out a lot um for for what he wore um uh and how he branched out. I mean, he had a different haircut every every month, but you know, he was he was he was cool and he was good and he and he and he was different and he didn't just operate in the football world. So, I think as a person, um, he he was really interesting to me. Mm. Um, I, th- I think um, there's a player in the uh, football ferns in the in the New Zealand women's team called CJ Bott. And I love the way she plays. Mm. Um, she used to, she, she grew up in Wellington. I'm pretty confident. Used to play for Karori. And um, yeah, she, she's, she's strong. She's fast. She's, she's uh, incredibly attacking when you're least expecting it. And like, uh, there's a goal that she got, um, which again, I'll compost with this um where it's practically halfway and it's just amazing yeah um and i so i i love her fight and how she plays i think um yeah you know you're watching a movie and the action scene if you watch actions <laughs> and and it's getting you know you're yeah. getting intense and the, are they gonna make it will they make that and yeah she yeah it's kind of like that excitement that build up that and yeah yeah it's really cool all right. I have one last question before we wrap up. But before I ask that, is there anything that I haven't asked that you want to Well, I wanted to ask us? you a question. <laughs> have you ever played? Um, yeah. I think I played a whole season. <laughs> when, when I was like 13, 13 maybe. It's be- also hazy. I can't believe I didn't ask this at the very beginning. <laughs> Oh my god, what position? I don't remember anything. I don't even Did yeah. you get a goal? No. 
I think I was just trying for it to be over. Yeah, okay. Was it, did you have an intense coach? Was it raining a lot? I just don't remember, but I know I played. I have to ask my sister. Anyway. Wow. No, this is so exciting to me. I'm amongst a footballer. <laughs> Except back then, we only knew it as soccer. Oh, yeah. New Zealand, Can you explain that to me? I think it's an American... Uh, yeah, the Americans called it soccer because they yeah. have American football. Yeah. And Why did we, though? New, I've always thought of New Zealand as a half like Uh, in terms of the like uh western cultural influences being half english and half american like when i moved here i thought all the houses i felt like i was in an american small town Mm. um and a lot of pop culture um is absorbed i mean maybe that's everywhere so i think you guys just took it on from them I, we can find out. I can fact find if people care. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> no, all good. <laughs> no, no, you're okay. good. <laughs> My last question for you then is if um, people are listening who are not in the football world, mm. if you have one thing that you would kind of encourage or recommend them to do this year, whether it's the World Cup related or mm. more beyond that. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is this is taking away all of my passion for football, but like football is a sport. And so I would I, all I would say is if, if you if you like moving your body and um, and you're on the hunt for new friends, new experiences, um, think about a sport that works for you and um, and don't be scared to um, to reach out and do a Google or ask someone and. Um, yeah, we've had so many people join the Seagulls and, and other teams that, that are used to play and had stopped or that just want to give it a go. And it's so heartwarming and it's so lovely. And I can say that 99% of the time there is no regrets, (laughs) (laughs) maybe a hematoma or two, but, um, yeah, any sport, but yeah, yeah. Give it a go if you want. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on and for giving us that very um, generous-hearted response and discussion. Oh, thank you. It's been fun.